Hello, welcome to What's at Stake, a Penta podcast. I'm Stacy Kerr, a partner here at Penta, and it's exciting to be joined. I'm joined today by Mike Berland, my friend and my fellow partner at, at Penta. Hey, Mike. Hey, Stacy. what's going on? You're in New York, getting ready for yeah. the holidays, right? Absolutely. Well, um, last week, Mike, you and I were together in New York. We had an awesome event that Penta partnered with Axios for their first ever in-person Axios Communicators event. I want to talk, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but um, Mike, you were on stage. So for those who, you know, I got a ton of texts from people who were watching online. I think Axios must have done a great job telling people about this, but for those that didn't see it or hear it, um, this was... Axios bringing together CCOs, communications execs from Fortune 50 companies, all together in person in New York. We had an overflow crowd, right, Mike? Yeah, I got to meet my idol, Sarah Fisher. Oh, Sarah Fisher from Axios Media Report. Yeah, I love, okay. I love her. I love that Zenia was there from Disney. Yeah, there was a lot of good people there. Yeah, so so Mike, you sat on uh, on a panel. So what Axios did is um, they put together a great program. Mike, you were on the stage um, with Nick Johnston, the the publisher from Axios. You referenced um, sort of famous in our communications world is uh, Zenia Muka, the the former chief communications officer at Disney. That was a fascinating conversation. Getting her perspective, kind of, she's no longer the chief communications officer. But they did ask her if she was coming back now that yeah. Bob with the, the, the shift, right? Um, yeah. You know who was so interesting that they had the uh, global head of public affairs for Spotify. She killed it. Dusty was amazing. She was great. Um, the new um, for Volkswagen, the Volkswagen Group of America president and CEO. And he was in conversation with his chief communications officer, which was interesting, right? It's always interesting to get a CEO and a chief communications officer in the same place. Yeah, he's smooth. He, he had his act together. Yeah, and then um, Janice Min. People might know Janice Min, uh, formerly of the Hollywood Reporter and Us Weekly, and now she's uh, she's running a media company and getting her perspective on sort of the media landscape. Janice is a legend. She she is a she is a legend, and and I you know they were putting out more chairs in the back. They really, I mean, it was a great partnership for us to get all of these people together in one room. And then, Mike, you and I went over and had a private dinner with um, with 25 chief communications officers, chief marketing officers. And these are people, like we said, from the world's biggest companies in New York. And I was, I have to say, I was impressed they were taking time out of their holiday schedule, too. Um, I think that dinner could have gone on four hours. We really, look, digging into purpose and understanding stakeholders and w- what the role of the chief communications officer is today is, is, is obviously on their mind and it's constantly changing. And so there's no um, slowdown at the end of the year for them. They're going quickly into 2023. Yeah, we got to really hear what's on their mind here as sort of this maybe tumultuous year, all of the disruption, social, political over the last couple of years. What 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 surprised you most at that dinner? Just how much the responsibilities are changing, that the CCO's remit is no longer just communications, that there are a vast number of stakeholders that they're now in charge of, and that the CEO is not only um, calling on them uh, more often, but including them 
in a much wider array uh, of meetings. Yeah, and that really that collaboration function that the chief communications officer provides, it's not just to the C-suite, but we talked at that dinner about how are they working with their chief marketing officer? How are they working with the folks who are touching policymakers, who are touching IR teams, right? It's really like putting them at the center of I mean, managing all of these stakeholders. I think the most successful brands that we've seen in, in 2022, and maybe we can get into a little bit of this later in the show, but were the people that didn't really make a binary choice, but really had that integration, right? And so, so saying we're not going to look at um, shareholders over here and in our IR and employers over here and policymakers over here and consumers, but we're going to bring all these people together. And it's really our chief communications officers who sit uh, sit at that nexus. Yeah, because they're because they're communicating with all those stakeholders. There used to be sort of above the line and below the line stakeholders, I'd say, and now every stakeholder counts. Every stakeholder, we need to understand where we are. And if we're talking about brand purpose, it's 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 the stakeholder that you ignore or you don't nurture, you don't engage, who is likely to call you out on it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that brand purpose. And that's what Mike, you in 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 New York last week, you mentioned your piece on stage with uh, with Nick with Nick Johnson, who's now the publisher yep. of Axios, um, invited you to join him for this conversation. I think they called it what a view from the top, and yeah. and, and um. You were a perfect person for that, a perfect selection. Thank um, you. Always and, like to look down. <laughs> and and so talk a little bit about what you shared for those that didn't tune in. You were talking about this notion that you're you're saying here about CEOs owning purpose. I, I was saying that the role of the CCO is changing a little bit. Um, if we were gonna go back a couple of decades, those role of the CEO would be um, would be responsible sort of for profit, right? Where shareholder value would be what the CEO did and found different ways to bring in shareholder value and, and brought in all the component parts. Now, profits are always gonna be important. So, but now the CEO is important for more than just profits. They have to, uh, CEO, owns, CEO owns the brand purpose, why the brand exists and they have to prioritize the uh, initiatives that the company's doing, the communications the company's doing, and really takes ownership of all those uh, stakeholders across the board. And so in in that change that's happening, a CEO who doesn't understand that they own brand purpose is likely to be a CEO that's not around a long time. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, we're not, when you talk about purpose, and you did this in the conversation, we're not talking about rewriting the a brand's purpose right hopefully not i mean we're not right we're not talking about going into and you have to change your purpose we're saying understanding your purpose and align your stakeholders and engage with them on it so that they understand it. why do i want to work for that company why do i want to do business with that company why do i want to buy products from that company it's it's really that companies especially the good companies, they understand their purpose. And we're trying to help them really engage, understand and where they are with the stakeholders and align with them. Yeah, that I, I say to people, my magic word for 2023 is alignment. 
and that it's right. It's not a choice between stakeholders, but it's really how do you keep them all in balance? And we really saw that right with the just the disruptions we've we've seen economically, politically, socially yeah. in the landscape over the last couple of years. A, a big pain point that we were hearing from people and and frankly, part of the reason that we felt so confident to to put together all these companies together in this new brand on Penta is this notion that um, that having tools for decision making to forecast how decisions are going to affect your different stakeholders is really, really important. Yeah. And and stakeholder management has been the holy grail, like having understanding where you are with a, a number of your stakeholders in one place has always been a nice idea, but has not been possible. And what I love about what we're doing at Penta is we are putting all the stakeholder um, insights into one place so that you can understand what stakeholders under, uh, think about your grant, and then you can prioritize them and uh, al align and engage with them and go forward. It's never been possible. There'd be, you used to have 20 stakeholders owned by seven different people within an organization that didn't speak to each other necessarily, didn't have data that was on the same cadence or the same topic, and you'd throw your hands up in the air and you'd wing it. Yeah, and, and let's be real, everybody is not, everyone hasn't centralized this function, right? Like it's still disparate in some of these companies. Today it is. I mean, our, our, we've only been around for three months. They, right. <laughs> no, but as we go around, that's that's exactly what we're talking about is, do you really know where you stand with your stakeholders? Do you understand, have you prioritized them other than the most obvious ways? And how will you take it going forward? That's, that's how we're creating uh, value and differentiation in the market. Everybody wants to focus on their one stakeholder and we believe that you can uh, that you can do them all at once. Yes. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to come back and let's let's um, let's talk a little bit about uh, more about how you do that. Uh, but we'll take a, a quick break, and you're listening to What's at Stake, a Penta podcast. Every two weeks, Penta measures U.S. adults' feelings and expectations toward the economy. The Civic Science Economic Sentiment Index, powered by Penta accurately measures movements in overall national economic sentiment and provides a more sophisticated alternative to existing economic sentiment indices. To learn more, contact us at pentagroup.co. Welcome back to What's at Stake, Penta podcast. Mike Berlin and I, my partner here at Penta, are having a, a conversation here about what's on the mind of CCOs and our time last week sitting in the room with a great collection of CCOs and CMOs with Axios in New York. And Mike, I want to get into um, sort of the why it matters and how how do you do this work? Because here we're talking about the biggest challenge is how chief communications officers are increasingly being asked to, to sit with the C-suite and measure all of the stakeholders. And we say this to people, right? You want to have the data and measure stakeholders. It's new and it's innovative and we're Penta, but is it really innovative? Like what's different today than what our colleagues and the people, you know, the jobs that you and I have had over the years are doing? 
Well, the data has always mattered, right? Data, data matters. Uh, measuring stakeholder groups has, it's not, that part of it's not new. What's new is how accessible the data is, how frequently the data can be accessed. And so that you don't have to do it once every three years or, yeah. you know, that you can do it on a more regular basis. And, and Stacey, that's different because the technology has changed, right? It used to be if you wanted to understand where you were as a stakeholder, you'd have to commission these large surveys that were very expensive with hard to reach audiences who never participate. And that's just not how we do it at Penta. At Penta, we are taking advantage of data that exists. We are scraping it to collect it, and then we are mining it by stakeholder. So now that you get into that situation where you're scraping data rather than collecting it, you're mining by stakeholder, all of a sudden data is at your fingertip. Mining and mapping. Mining and yeah. mapping, right? Yeah. That's, and that, and, 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 Mike, for people that don't know you, you're, you've got a background as a pollster. So when we're yes. talking about data, I just want to dig in on this. We're not talking just about custom data. We do, we do that. And right. you know, I, I haven't talked to, I don't, I don't know a single chief communications officer that isn't doing some custom, whether they're doing their message testing or they're doing focus groups and polling. Of course, there's that side of it. And that is critical. But let's talk about when you say we're scraping data and mining, let's just like give people a better understanding of like, we're looking at social, we're looking at publicly available right. data. Yeah, we're looking at media data. Remember, I spent the first 20 years of my career as a pollster. We'd write a questionnaire, we'd get respondents, we'd crunch the data, we'd present the report, and then even that would take a while. What we're talking about at Penta, we're talking about scraping the existing data, data that exists, whether it's social, whether it's uh, media, whether it's blogs, all sorts of data, millions and millions of pieces available. We're using artificial intelligence. We're using natural language processing, all sorts of ways to analyze the data and to use, and, and that can be done in real time. I mean, if you look at um, uh, uh, the, uh, the most recent Penta product, Penta Live, that is literally your brand, uh, your stakeholders live on a dashboard where you can get instant access to where you stand with each of your stakeholders. That didn't exist five years ago. That didn't exist five months ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you know, data is more and more becoming available. And so it's, it's you mentioned the dash the dashboards and setting up yeah. these custom dashboards. And it's really about measuring reputation and sentiment in real time. Yes. In real and, time. In real time. But then what does um, uh, our strategy team do with it, right? And so it's having the data is fantastic. What are you going to do with it? Yes. And, and that's why the Penta offer is so great is we've got the intelligence side to collect the data and the strategy side that can use it and is, is working against it. And we're not always in a crisis, you know, putting a fire out. Sometimes we're just moving our initiatives along. And, and Mike, one thing I've been surprised about in conversations over the last couple of months and since we launched Penta is how sort of how much each of the internal teams feels like they know their stakeholders and then they see it all together and they start to see the data 
and there's some they're they're surprised. But Stacy, you sat in the seat. Imagine, I mean, you, you you've been a CCO. I I've been a CCO at the NHL. So I, if we would have had this data, think about how it would have changed what we do. And the the thing that I would have loved when I and Mike, you're referencing, I was the chief communications officer at Georgetown University, and at the time I was there, we went through some stuff. We realigned the Big East Athletic Com- um, Conference. We were in campuses overseas. We were navigating the the origins of slavery and the building of the university. With the Jesuit. I mean, big big brand and reputation pieces. And what I get most excited about is as the chief communications officer, if I had access to this data, it gave me, it would have given me even more, um, it would have made me a better internal partner to all these different departments. So it's not just measuring the stakeholders. It's also operationally making the chief communications officers more, but role more valuable. Absolutely. And I think what we're going to find is that more people, uh, different stakeholders within the organization are going to become our clients, are going to be using the data more because the CEO from the top is saying, this is our brand purpose. I wanted to know where our stakeholders, all of the different people, there's still 10 people involved. They still, right, still, the stakeholders are, are still vast and they're going to use the data to align themselves and uh, align uses, which, which is what you're talking about. So it, it, the more data, the more we can do our jobs better. Yeah, and you know, um, one of the things I was, uh, I was surprised, I, let, me, let me put it this way. Were you surprised, Mike, because we sat with Axios last week, you know, middle of last week in this dinner, and then our phone rang the next day. Were you surprised by that? I uh, I was very surprised, and I tried to put the meetings off. I'm like, well, we can meet after the holidays. They said, no, can you meet on Friday? And our dinner was on Wednesday, and I'm like, sure, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be there. And now we have another meeting tomorrow. No, I, I wasn't surprised because I know the appetite is out there. Yeah, people the are hungry for this, right? People for are the hungry innovations for that we have. Like we're not. You and I don't brag. This is just reality. We've got something new to offer. And so the, the faster that we can get it to market, explained in the way that we're explaining. I think if data companies stay in a silo, if PR companies stay in a silo, public affairs companies stay in a silo, it's not interesting to our clients. It's when we're not four verticals, when we're horizontal and we can go end to end, that's when they want to talk to us. And it's matching exactly what they're being asked to do internally is to measure all of this together in one place, right? Exactly. You so it's not just that's the, how their job is, right? And it's not just the stakeholders in one place; it's that data in one place. Yeah, and it's and it's the brand purpose as the ultimate result, right? They're not. It's not the data. It's have we achieved it? Do companies know? Do do do, do companies know why our brand exists? That's that's what the CEO. That's the input. So, so Mike, you we're going to have some conversations here on this on this podcast. I want to bring on some chief communications officers and chief marketing officers and strategy officers, and I want to I want to hear from them. And I think that um, we could have some really interesting conversations about what they're facing and how they're facing these challenges. So, I hope everybody will um, 
stick around, come back in 2023 for these conversations. So you join, you want to do them together, Mike? Yeah, and Stacey, I'm going to challenge you. Why don't we bring a few CEOs to find out what their expectations are? Let, 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 if it's a view from the top, was I do with Nick, why don't we do a view from the top and what's the CEO expect from their from their teams? All right, let's do it. So if, you, if you're a chief communications officer, CEO, you're listening, you want to come on, join us. We're going to have a good, fun series in 2023. So Mike, happy new year. Thank Happy you. holidays. I'm in the middle of Hanukkah. I'm enjoying it. Good. Well, it's been a fun conversation. More to come. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been um, a, a great conversation. To hear more episodes of What's at Stake, subscribe to our channel, the Penta Podcast channel, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at PentaGRP or on our website at pentagroup.co. I'm Stacy Kerr. Thank you for listening to What's at Stake. 